Welcome to our podcast. I'm joined by Kevin Yaney, the author of the 4th of July trilogy, which are historical fiction novels set at the time of the Civil War. Your second and third books go into some detail about the prisoner of war camps in the South. They are made out to be deplorable in your books. Were they really that bad? They really were. Uh, and it's one of the saddest parts of the Civil War. Mm. So when you had uh, – and, and I suppose it was inevitable sure. that this would happen. But when the Civil War started out, both sides thought this was going to be an easy fight. Yeah. And um, you also, at that time, if you think about it um, – there was not a large army in the United States, and you would just yeah. split it in two. <laughs> yeah, so it should be even smaller. Right. Mm-hmm. So those, for instance, if you were from Virginia, um, you were going to resign your commission in the U.S. Army, and you are going to join the Confederate Army yeah. because you were from Virginia. Yes. And so uh, – but there was a very small army. And so um, what had to happen was both sides needed volunteers. Yeah. And the armies were basically made up of just common men mm-hmm. who felt the call to go out and whip the other side. Sure. And this was going to be real quick. Real quick. <laughs> it was going to be one big battle, mm-hmm. and that was going to be the end of it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, the very first battle of any significance is called the first battle of Bull Run mm-hmm. or first Manassas if you're from the South. It happened at Manassas Junction, very small place in Virginia, um, close by to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And the elite of Washington, D.C. Um, actually took picnic lunches out into the hills to watch this battle. It would, <laughs> like it would, you're going to a football game or a baseball game. Exactly. And just, just a sporting event. Just to see what – oh, my goodness. Yeah. And what ensued was a bloodbath on both sides because you had you had volunteers who really knew nothing about war. Yeah, they had not been trained right. correctly. They had just a, a basic understanding of what they were going right. to do, and they thought this was kind of like I don't know, going out hunting. Right. Yeah. You shoot at one side and they're going to run. Right. You know, the, so you become, you know, you start chasing your prey. Right. And you're going to chase them all the way back to one place or the other. Yeah. Well, that's not what happened. And it became a massacre on both sides and just, uh, uh, you know, tens of thousands of young men maimed and killed and just blown to pieces in front of these people's eyes and what happened with these the, all these elites is when all this started happening and the uh union started to lose yeah um they all jumped in their horse-drawn carriages and ran back to you know Washington DC as fast as they possibly could um it was it was horrible in fact one of the um w- one of the generals that became famous later in the war um uh, William T Sherman yeah was leading a, a, a group that day, and he became so distraught over the massacre that he um, he he went temporarily insane. Mm. Um, it was just, and he was regular army, okay? Yeah. So he he, he just he, he couldn't handle 
what he had just witnessed. Yeah. Now, obviously, he came around and and became um, you know quite quite a, a popular general by the, yeah. by the end of the war and and um, um, very successful at it. But um, well, isn't he the one that like went through Georgia and all the places and burned. He did. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it, part of the reason that the North won the war was him doing that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but we talked about the prisons. So what happened was this. Um, you had a war that was made up of basically volunteers. Yeah. And you had a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The way war was conducted was changing and the weapons were getting more and more sophisticated mm-hmm. uh than what they had been in the past mm-hmm. and uh so there were a lot of you, you you factor in the fact that they're volunteers they're not warriors they're not soldiers right they're just farm boys right okay and and all of a sudden people are getting shot up around you there's a lot of people who are surrendering yeah. or they're wounded and and they they can't get back and they're right. captured well, both sides are capturing these large amounts of people, and they hadn't planned on what to do with them. What are you going to do yeah. with these people? So, um, what happened in what I describe in the book? First, in the in the capital city of Richmond, mm-hmm. Richmond becomes um, it's actually the second capital of the Confederacy, but that's that's the one that everybody thinks about. So they they tried putting them in jail. Okay. At first, well, you can't put 10,000 no. men in your jail. Okay. Um, your one room cell. <laughs> exactly. And so um, they went down by the James River and they commandeered some warehouses. So there were some warehouses down there that they were using for, for instance, uh, tobacco uh, has to be um, dried out right. and then packaged, and then they would put it on the, these ships in the James River mm-hmm. and, and out to you know Europe or wherever in the world. Yeah, they commandeered some of these, and um, so there, there were a, a couple of them. One was called Libby Prison. Okay. Libby Prison became kind of the the main prison in um, in Richmond, and it was uh, four floors and uh, rat infested mm. and um, a horrible horrible place. But wasn't long before there were too many men for Libby Prison, so they commandeered another um, place called uh, Castle Thunder is what they called it. Okay. Um, interesting was, name. I know, very interesting, and it was right along the James River. Okay, and so they started to segregate uh, some of the uh, the people that they captured. Um, eventually, in the war, Castle Thunder was the place where they sent Confederate deserters. Okay, um, and they sent spies, American spies, uh, that they they caught women that they caught and Negroes, any wow. of black. African Americans um, that they recaptured eventually mm-hmm. are going to end up at Castle Thunder. Um, one of the things that was kind of a hallmark of Castle Thunder is uh, the whipping, the lashes, especially those who were deserters okay. or spies. And so the books that I wrote will describe people being taken there and strung up and, and whipped. 
um, it's the first thing that happened to them when they entered into the prison. Mm-hmm. And so the prisoners there were taken out into a yard and they were, they watched this, watched this happen. The third place that became a prison in Richmond, because pretty soon both of those prisons are full, are full, wow. are full. So the next place was an island out in the middle of the James River. It's okay. called Bell Isle. Mm-hmm. Still there today. Mm-hmm. It's a park. <laughs> um, and it's interesting because what was there at that time, it was, it was, uh, it's around some rapids. Okay. So there, um, you know, if you're going to try to jump into the water and escape, yeah. you're probably going to drown yes. in the rapids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, uh, the, the southern part of the, uh, the river, there's actually, there was a, a fort there and they would take prisoners there by boat and then they would cross a, 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 a footbridge onto Bell Island. Well, Bell Isle was just an open place. There's no shelter. No shelter. And prisoners are taken there and basically left just to their left own there. means. Find your own food. Right. Um, get your own shelter. And so what starts to happen here is people are, are dying of starvation and yeah. exposure. Yeah. Um, they're just skeletons. They're wow. skeletons. Later in the war, there was a uh, – in the, in the book describes this. In book number two, it describes this. There was uh, what was known as the Dahlgren Affair. Um, so there were, there were a couple of uh, Union officers who decided that they were going to raid the prisons and they were going to go to Belle Isle – and they were going to free all these captives that were there. Um, and there were, at that time, 30,000 men on Bell Isle, on this little bitty island. Wow. Okay. Left to their own means, yeah. starving to death, yes. looking for anything um, that they could scrounge up to eat. Um, and so they were going to free all these guys, and then they were going to go into uh, the city of Richmond to the capital and they were going to round up all the Congress, the Confederate mm-hmm. Congress, um, and execute them. Wow. Now, that went against the, the rules of war. Yes. And it was found out um, when um, it, it, it failed. And Dahlgren is uh, – a Colonel Dahlgren was actually killed, and they found, these, they found these notes on him. Okay. Okay. And so his body was taken to the Capitol building and put on display – uh, in that Confederate capital to say, look at what they're trying to do. Yes. They're going to try to assassinate uh, all of our representatives, but they're also going to go after the president, yeah. uh, Jefferson Davis, and kill him too. And so there was a big hubbub about this. The Union side said, oh, no, 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 it's, it, that never happened. It's interesting after the war. <laughs> so there was a lot. We talked about spies and that yes. sort of thing before. Yeah. After the war, when Richmond was captured, those papers suddenly disappeared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's a lot of people that believe that the Secretary of War, his name was Stanton mm-hmm. uh, at that time, um, got a hold of those papers. He had all the, all the papers taken back to Washington yeah. and that he destroyed uh, those papers. because Any evidence? A lot of people think yeah. that maybe he was behind all of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. A little conspiracy. Yeah. But... What started happening, we talked about the Richmond prisons. Um, Even they got so 
populated that something else had to be done. Yeah. And there was some concern on the Confederate side of things that uh, if things went wrong, if the South lost, the deplorable conditions that it caused so many people to die. Right. Um, the starvation and uh, the exposure and all that, Mm -hmm. somebody was going to be held to account, and some of them were. The commandants Mm -hmm. were put on war crimes trials. Those who did not escape the country. Mm. There were some that got out of town and got away with their life, but others who did not. So after the Richmond prisons, these three are overrun, and there's some concern about what's the Union going to do to us when they catch us. They decided that they would build another prison, and it would go into the Deep South. So it was a place called Andersonville, um, Mm -hmm. and it is south of Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Big, big open field, acres and acres and acres. And so the prisoners of Richmond were taken there. Yeah. I have a descendant in my family who mm-hmm. was a prisoner of war. At there. Andersonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so uh, it was called, officially called Camp Sumter. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, uh, there was a lot of, uh, it, was, it was just a horrible place. Again, a big open field. Yeah. They had cleared out all the trees. Um, they had used those to make the stockyard Mm -hmm. uh, basically around there. Mm -hmm. They had guards posted uh, around there and it was uh, what in the middle, there was a a Creek that ran through the Mm -hmm. middle that was uh, so infested with rats and lice and, and fleas and all kinds of things um, that some of the people that talked about being there would say, if you went down there, these bugs, these, you know, these lice and stuff would actually jump on you. Oh my goodness. You couldn't. And so it was their, it was their sanitation. Mm. It was also their drinking water. Ugh. So you had people that were dying by the tens of thousands right. there. Now, uh, Andersonville, interesting. <clears throat> You talked about, we talked about uh, General Sherman. Yep. And when he started his march through um, Georgia and he burned Atlanta. Yep. So there's a concern at that point that he is coming for Andersonville. Okay. So the Confederates took the prisoners of Andersonville, those that they thought could make it by train, they put them on boxcars, load them in like cattle. And they send them to other places. Now, some of them go to Savannah. Okay. Some of them are going to go to a, a place called Camp Milan, mm-hmm. which is in uh, is in um, uh, Georgia, and uh, and so they they are they are sending them to different places. And the rest of the war, just ahead of the, of the Union Army, they are moving prisoners. Hmm. <clears throat> so they're taking taking their soldiers. They're making them. Not only just fight, but they're also taking time away to move the... To move these prisoners. Yeah. Just so that they wouldn't be found. So that they, yeah. So they wouldn't be found, so they wouldn't be held accountable for the deplorable conditions. So no one would find out that they've been starving these people. Yeah. Because they've, I'm I'm assuming they've run out of food. They have. And that was the real problem here is disease and starvation Mm -hmm. are, are... you know, running it, rampant. It's running rampant. Yeah. So here's what's what's happening. Four hundred thousand prisoners of war on both sides, 
Gosh. are sent to prisoner of war camps mm-hmm. and they can't feed them. Right. Over 50,000 die. Fifty thousand. In fact, there are more people. I think the actual number is more like fifty-eight thousand. Okay. There are more people who die of starvation and disease in prisoner of war camps in the Civil War than all Americans who died in the Vietnam War. Ten years of conflict in the Vietnam War. Wow. So when you think about the Vietnam War Memorial, yes, that massive wall mm-hmm. with all those names mm-hmm. on there. Add about 8,000 to it, and then you have all the people who just died in a prisoner of war camp during the Civil War. It was so massive. It was so massive of a war that neither side understood what it would take to win this war. So initially, we talked about the volunteers. Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln in 1861 asked for 78,000 volunteers to join the union cause yeah it would actually take 2.1 million wow so you take that and you multiply that by about 29 times Mm -hmm. that's really what it took in the south there were 1.1 million volunteers okay so 3.2 million american soldiers fought in this war goodness and and they thought it was just gonna be over real quick yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Or they thought, hey, we're going to start this war and you'll see our see why we're doing this. Or exactly right. You're going to come to our side. You're going to you're going to decide that it's not worth it. You're going right. to decide that you, you yeah. should leave us alone. Exactly. Um, Just or, let us live the way we want to live. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it became it became a, a, a much bigger deal than anybody ever thought. So yeah. prisoner of war, you know, to. to Nobody thought it would get this large. Yeah, they had no place to put these people. Right, they had no way to feed them. They had no yeah. way of of doctoring their their injuries or right. their sicknesses or anything like that. And and they just died. And then, and not only that, you've got brothers fighting against brothers. Family, I mean, family yes. is fighting against each other. And yeah, I mean, and so you started to see a lot of desertion. Okay. On both sides too. Mm-hmm. That, that said, it's, we're done with this. We don't, yeah. What? Why are what, we doing this? Why am I in this? Why am I in this? Yeah. Exactly. And especially in the South, where most of the fighting happened in the South. Yes. Except for a couple of cases, most of the mm-hmm. fighting happened in the South. You're tearing up our land. Yeah. You're tearing our way up our of farms. Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And most of these people that were fighting in the South, most of those 1.1 million, mm-hmm. um, were not slave owners okay they were common mm-hmm. farmers mm-hmm. trying to scratch out a living for th- themselves and their families mm-hmm. and they're like why are we doing this why are we doing this so a lot of them deserted yeah yeah so well thank you for tuning into this podcast if you want more information on kevin yaney and the fourth of july trilogy of books Go to www.4thofjulybook.com. For Kevin Yaney, I'm Selena Helvey.